Hi everyone and welcome to the second live Q&A with me, Winslow Dixon, on the Unchargeables. I'm going to give everybody a chance to kind of jump on here, but today we're going to talk about finding normal with chronic illness. And over the past 72 hours, Natalie sent out some messages to you guys about your biggest triggers and different things you have to do to adjust to life with chronic illness. And I want to let you know I read every single one of those messages and I hear all that you're saying. And first of all, I want to congratulate you for being a warrior and for doing all the adjustments that you've already done. And to just let you know that we're all in this together and that's why I'm here tonight. And we're going to discuss a lot of different options and a lot of different adjustments that we can make to find our new normal. So if you have any questions, feel free to post them at any time in the comment section. I'll try to read them as they come up. So I'm just going to talk about a few things that I saw most of you guys mention in your emails. Um, let me look on my paper here. I got over 500 responses, so thank you guys for answering my questions. So I asked, what are your typical triggers? The most answers I got were sleep, diet, and stress. And I know that's something that everybody has to deal with. First of all, everybody has to eat, so diet is a part of everybody's life. Everybody has to sleep, and everybody has stress. But when you have a chronic illness, those things can be a little more exacerbated and a little more difficult to deal with. So the first thing I want to talk about is sleep. Now, I know that sleep is something everybody says, oh, you know, you'll feel better if you get sleep and just rest and you'll feel better later. What with chronic illness, we're called on unchargeables on this site. So it doesn't matter how much sleep we get, it's not going to cure us. But when your body is rested, when you're getting proper sleep, it does allow you to renew a little bit. Might not fix everything, but it helps you renew. And when your body's constantly running, 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 and you're not allowing it to rest, that's when you get in more trouble, especially if you have any autoimmune issues or any chronic pain. It's just a tailspin of a situation. So I have a few tips for sleeping that I wish I would have learned way long ago. But um, first of all, if there is any way that you can rest and nap and you are available to do that, now I know sometimes if you're at work and you're tired, you can't, but if your body is tired and you have the ability to lay down and rest, do so. I had this mentality in my mind for so many years that napping was a lazy thing and I needed to push through it and I would feel better if I got something accomplished and at the end of the day I was I was not functioning where I should be as a young woman and sometimes if you're really exhausted and your body is tired it's telling you hey take care of me you know it's it's like a think about it like this you have to be your body's friend and when you're exhausted and when you can't do what you need to do and take care of your friend, you're harming it. So with your body, if you are tired and you can rest, let it rest. Don't feel any shame in laying down for a nap. I'm going to be honest with you. An hour before this, I laid down. I have a slight headache today. Weather changes, which you guys also mentioned to me. Thunderstorming and all that today. So I laid down. I used to feel guilty about that. I don't anymore. You have to take care of yourself. 
That being said, those of you that are still in the workforce, I know that it might be 2 o'clock and you're sitting at your desk and you can't take a nap. But there are things that you can do to try to help yourself rest. If you have any tasks that you can help delegate, if you have anything, you know, you can hand off to a coworker or say, you know, maybe can you help me with this? There is no shame in asking for help. So definitely don't push yourself further than you can go because you will pay for it. And I know I've said this before, but if you listen to your body whisper, you won't have to hear it scream. So if you can rest, go ahead and rest. If not, try to manage things where you can do things a little bit easier. Also, some tips for going to bed are turn your mind off. And that sounds really crazy, but I didn't put it together that the mind and the body definitely work together. And that sounds like a really common sense statement, but I wasn't smart enough to figure that out until 25 years old. And when your mind, when you're laying down and your mind is constantly going, 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 thinking about I've got to do this, I've got to do that, I've got to do all these things and, and this person needs this and this person needs that and you're laying there and you're trying to go to sleep but you can't because your mind is still awake. The trick to falling asleep is really, it's, it's almost, I don't want to use the word force, but it almost, I almost have to force myself to rest. You have to lay there and, and constantly think, you know what, I'm going to worry about this tomorrow. What I have started doing is keeping a notebook beside my bed. So if there's something I think about that I need to do, I will write it down and then I will let myself sleep. And I'll say, you know what, I will worry about that tomorrow. But I have to consciously let myself sleep. Another thing that you can do is try to be strict with a lay down time. Try to be strict with a bedtime. I know those of you with kids, that's kind of difficult, but um, I try to lay down at 10.30 every night. That way, even if I can't sleep, if my pain levels are so high that I can't sleep, at least I'm laying down resting. So that's something that definitely helps me is you kind of have to be very strict and very forceful with yourself because we're busy people. We don't want to lay down. We don't want to rest. We want to be doing a thousand things. But when we have a chronic illness... We have to take care of our bodies. We have to be our own body's friends. So that's my tips on sleeping. The next thing that was mentioned to me a lot was diet and food sensitivities. I know that I certainly have struggled with um, food allergies and food sensitivities, and I definitely have things that trigger my symptoms. So my recommendation for everyone that has a chronic illness is keep a food journal. Keep a journal of everything. Because you will find little puzzle pieces of things you can put together that will help you. I am severely allergic to citric acid and I have chronic kidney stones. So I didn't put two and two together and I was having unbearable kidney pain and unbearable chronic pain and I couldn't figure out what is making me so inflamed. And I started charting and I started writing things down and I saw that, hey, the days that I drank fruit juice or the days that I had an orange or the day that I had any contact with anything citric acid, I would have exacerbated pain. And then I thought, oh, this is the, this is the culprit. So now I have eliminated citric acid and it has done wonders for my pain. So I definitely recommend keeping a food log, a food journal. That being said, um, I know that there are a lot of different diets, and if anybody has any questions about them, you can certainly ask me. Um, that's what my education is in. It's holistic health and nutrition. 
but I do recommend you trying some different diets and trying to find what works for you. I was gluten and dairy free for a number of years, have recently just reintroduced dairy and still gluten free, but that seemed to quell a lot of the inflammation in my system and it seemed to manage a lot of things for me. So definitely try to do different things with your diet and your food. Avoid any sensitivities that you may have. If you think you have food allergies, there is a test that you can get done. Um, I think it's Biotech Laboratories that you can order online. It's an IgG uh, food blood test. And you prick your finger and you stick it on the little dots and you mail it back in. And it will tell you what you're sensitive to and what you're not sensitive to. So that's a really neat asset that you can do. Holistic practitioners do it. Uh, you can always go to an allergy specialist, an immunologist, and they'll help you out with that too. But I definitely recommend keeping a food journal and trying different diets until you find something that, you know, may help you. There, of course, with some things, there are no cure. My disease, Addison's and medullary sponge kidney, there are no cure. But those things help quell my inflammation and things like that. So that's what my recommendation is for diet. The next thing that you guys all mentioned that triggered your symptoms is stress. Now, I know everybody has different types of stress. I know that my stress is probably different than your stress. And everybody deals with things different ways. Um, those of you with children, I know that, you know, little Jimmy comes home and he had a bad day at school and, and he's all upset. And then your husband comes home and you got to cook dinner for him. And I know everybody has stress in their life. But what you can do is really try... Try your best, and I know it's difficult, but try to eliminate as many negative sources as possible. If there's somebody in your life that is not speaking positively to you, if there is somebody that is putting you down, that is saying, oh, you know, you don't look sick, and you can do this, and you just need to push through it, and as much as you may love that person, as much as, you know, they may be a part of your life, if they're negative to you, they're harming you, and that's not beneficial to anyone especially those of us with chronic illness because stress exacerbates pain and exacerbates our condition and it's just not a good thing. So at all costs, try to avoid the negativity. If you can't, there are some other ways to avoid stress. Um, try to do one thing every day that you absolutely enjoy. And that sounds weird and it sounds dumb, but really when I started doing that, just taking one thing in a day, where I enjoyed it and you know you you every day is not going to be a great day especially with chronic illness every day is not going to be a great day you're not going to feel good every day you're not going to have high energy every day you're going to have days where you just feel terrible and you just want to stay in bed all day and that's okay but it's important that you do something that you love or that you enjoy or that brings you joy every single day you know, you might not have a whole joyous day, but you can do one thing a day that helps you. I'll give you an example with me. Um, I love to cook. I absolutely love to cook. So um, today I went over to a friend's house and I cooked a meal for them and we ate and then I came back home and lay down because I didn't feel very well. But I was able to do that. Now I don't drive and I'm not able to work, but I was able to go and do that. On days where I am a little weaker and I don't have as much strength, my one thing that I do is I'll take a bubble bath with Epsom salt that's eucalyptus scented. So I smell like a koala bear and I'm all piney fresh, but it helps me. And it's something that I enjoy. And I think everybody should do something every day that they absolutely enjoy and things that 
help them because life is life is not easy and I'm not going to sit here and say oh be happy smile it's rainbows and butterflies and turtles and squirrels and you know no that's not that's not life but you can put something good in every day and when you make an effort you know to say okay I don't feel good today I don't I don't feel good at all today but I'm going to do this I'm going to watch a Netflix movie that makes me laugh or I'm going to email a friend of mine or, or something. Definitely one of the, the hardest things about chronic illness is isolation. So when you're completely isolated and you don't do things that you enjoy, you're going to get depressed and depression is going to sink in and then you're going to feel worse and then you're going to cry and then it's going to drain all your energy and then you're just going to be in a tailspin of misery. And that's not good for anybody. So try to eliminate as much stress as possible. And try to find something joyful in every day. Doesn't mean every day is going to be good, but you can put something good in every day. So, that's my recommendation on the triggers. Now, as far as the finding normal part, I'll just give you a little snippet of my story, which, you know, I've had to relearn and find my new normal. A year ago, um, a little over a year ago, I was in school full-time. I want to be a physician's assistant. Um, one day and I want to do endocrinology and I was working as a resident care director at a nursing home and I was also working as a natural medicine practitioner at a medicine a natural medicine clinic and my health kind of fell apart and it, in a matter of 24 hours I was no longer able to drive walk shower myself um, I had to totally give up my life I was living in an apartment um, with my best friend and I was working two jobs and I was in school and I was living, I really was living the dream. Like I, I was so happy and I was like, I finally made it in life. I'm going somewhere. And, and then everything fell apart within 24 hours. I had, um, I had to go to the ED and I had a seizure and I was an adrenal crisis and it was, it was just terrible. And then I couldn't shower myself. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. I went back to being in an infant state. I had to move back in with my parents who did not have a house, by the way. They lived in an RV. So I moved in an RV with three other people, which was a nightmare. And I was so sick, I couldn't feed myself. I couldn't bathe myself. And then I had to sit there and say, how do I accept this? I fell from grace. I was supposed to be this powerful medical woman. Why? Why did this happen? And I had to relearn to live my life again. So... I developed what I call the AA system, which I call acceptance and action. Um, acceptance is the biggest part of finding your new normal. You have to accept where you are. Um, that doesn't mean you'll stay that way always, but right now, that's where you're at. Right now, your situation is your situation. You can do action to try to change it. You can do your best, but some things in life you can't change. Some things in life are what they are, and they're permanent. Some things are not. So that's where you have to determine acceptance and action. You accept what you can and you do action on what you can change. Um, so for me, I had to accept that I couldn't drive. I had to lay down. I had to rest. I was literally on death's door. Um, I ended up having surgery a couple weeks after um, everything happened. But I was on death's door and I had to sit there and say, my life is dedicated to keeping my life right now. So my full-time job became learning to just take care of me and learning to rest and letting my body heal. 
I am a million times better than I was a year ago. I can shower myself now. I can, you know, I can't work or anything and I can't quite do what I want to do, but I can bathe myself now and I can put a pair of pants on. Woohoo! You know, after six months of physical therapy, I can finally say I can do that. So, with finding a new normal, you have to learn to accept things and you can't be angry and you can't lash out and you can't. You can't sit there and look back and say, why me? Because then you get into a depressed state, and that's not going to help you heal. That's not going to help anybody heal. And, of course, you want to be angry. You want to scream at the world. You want to go outside and scream at the heavens, why me? This shouldn't happen to me. What did I do to deserve this? And everybody's going to have those feelings. And it's okay to have those feelings. It's not okay to harbor those feelings. It's not okay to hold on to those feelings. It's okay to say, why me? Okay, here's where I'm at. Let's move forward. Let's go on. Let's let's find let's find happiness again. Um, I just want to urge everyone to just accept yourself for who you are now. You might not be the strong, you know, physical person that you are, but I I don't know anybody that doesn't have a chronic illness that can't tell me that you're not stronger mentally, physically, emotionally now. It does change you, but it doesn't have to be for the worse. It can change you for the better. And I just want to urge everyone to just accept yourself for who you are. I don't want you to sit there and look in the mirror and go, who am I? Who is this person? Because I do that. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. With with the past year, I have gained a lot of weight and my body has changed. And there are limitations that I have now that I didn't have before. And sometimes I look in the mirror and I go, who are you? And then I have to go, I am a stronger version of me. I am a smarter version of me. I'm a more compassionate version of me. Physically, yes, I'm weaker. But everything else, not a chance in this world. So really accept yourselves. I mean, I'm coming from me. I, I do not look anything like I want to look, and I don't do anything like I want to do. But I'm trying my best, and that's all we can do is try our best. So please accept yourself. Um, also, accept help from everything and I mean people doctors and medications and that's really hard for me because especially the help from people thing I was always misindependent I never let anybody drive me anywhere I was always a little bit of an alpha female control freak and now if I need to go somewhere I have to call somebody and go to the doctor and it's it's okay, yeah, well, that's just the way it is. And I can't sit there and be angry about it because I have people willing to help me. And not everybody has that. And that honestly is a blessing that it's, it's a, I call it a bittersweet blessing because it's like, thanks for helping me. You know, I don't want your help, but I need it. And I'm not going to get any better if I just resist all the help. So just really don't hate yourself for having to accept help especially from other people and doctors too. I know that we talked about doctor shopping on the last Q&A and there are good doctors and there are bad doctors, but we honestly with chronic illness, we do need we need prescriptions and we need help from both naturopathic doctors and modern medicine. So don't be hard on yourself if you have to go to the doctor a thousand times. I have visited I go to the doctor honestly about once a week throughout all my different ones because I go see um, the clinic and I go see my natural medicine and then I have treatments and it's like I feel like I'm constantly going to a doctor and I just feel like I'm a drain on society and people but 
I'm thankful that it's there. So accept help from the doctors. Now, if your doctor stinks and they're not helping you, then find one that does. But I'm just saying that doctors are there mostly to help. So don't hate yourself for that. Also, um, don't hate yourself for the limitations that you have. You have to accept your limitations. And that's a difficult part for me because I'm Miss All Throttle, you know, 100% alpha female. And that gets me in trouble now. So um, definitely accepting your limitations is something that we all need to do with chronic illness. Um, what you can do is, might be different than what I can do. So don't compare yourself to others. There are people my age that are running marathons and, you know, having babies and graduating. And I'm like, whoa, pants. I can put pants on finally. But you know what? That's progress for me. That's progress for me. So I'm not going to sit here and, and tell you that, you know, you should be thankful because that's all you can do. But in a way, we have to be thankful for our little bitty victories because that's where we're at now. So accepting our limitations is definitely part of the exception, the accepting an action plan. Um, also something that we need to accept is that um, some of us need medications right now. Um, I have Addison's disease, which is total adrenal failure. So I have to have steroids to live. I have an alarm on my phone that goes off every two hours just about because my pills have a 90-minute serum half-life. So I get annoyed at it because my phone will go off and I'll be in the middle of something and I have to get up and take a pill. And sometimes I feel very dependent on the pills because I am. And it, it gets frustrating sometimes. I know because we have to say, oh, I take this and I have to take that. And it's just, it's a drag because there are other people my age and there are other people that are twice as old as me that, you know, they don't have to take anything or do anything. And, you know, they go about their lives. And here I am tied to a pill bottle on a phone like a granny. But that's something I have to accept. I have to accept that I need medication right now. So don't hate yourself for that. Don't feel bad for that. Don't let yourself feel guilty for all these little bitty things. Because, like I said, you have to be your own friend. Especially when your body doesn't like you. When you have autoimmune, that means your body doesn't like you. I'm sorry. I wish it wasn't the case. But it is the way that it is with me. Um, I don't, you know, I know oh, there are a lot of different illnesses in this community, but um, most of us struggle with autoimmune issues, and that means your body attacks itself. So you don't need to join forces with it. You don't need to join forces with your autoimmune. You just need to be your own friend. So accept what you can and do action on what you can. So what action can you take? This is a good thing for me because I, like I said, I'm one of these alpha females and I like to be in control and with chronic illness, sometimes we feel like we are completely 100% out of control. I hate that feeling, especially, you know, when you need somebody to drive you and take you somewhere and the only place you go is doctors and it, it's very much a feeling of the walls caving in sometimes, um, especially those of us that are homebound and don't work. It's, it's. It makes you crazy some days, but there are some things we can do to keep our control, which is self-care. If you are eating properly, if you are sleeping properly, if you are hydrating, if you are getting around the right people, if you are eliminating the negative people, if you are doing something one time a day that you enjoy, that is things that are in your control. There are a lot of things that are not in your control, but those things, they are. You can control 
a lot more than you think. So that's something that helps me. There are things you can control. Self-care is imperative. Don't let anybody sit there and tell you that self-care is selfish. That makes me so mad. Oh, you're so selfish. You have to eat blah, 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 blah. No. No, 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 no. And you have my full permission to tell that person to shut up. Because they don't live in your body. They don't live with your symptoms. They don't live with your disease. They don't live with your illness. You do. So you do what works for you. So that's action that you can take. Give yourself permission to take that control. Give yourself permission to speak good things to yourself, to take care of yourself, to drink the water, to eat the food. Do what works best for you. So that's my advice on that. You're still in control. Not everything, maybe not the way that you like, but there are definitely some things that you can still control. So um, another thing with life modifications that you can do is really just my best advice, honestly, is keep a journal. Keep a journal of everything that you can think of because you don't think about how many details there are in your life. And once you put all those pieces together, you can finally sit there and say, this caused this and this caused this, and you can start fixing things. Now, I'm not saying there's healing of, of your diagnosis. You know, I don't know. I don't know everybody in this community. I don't know everybody's diseases, but I do know that um, things are out there. There are things out there that can help you that you might not have thought of before. Don't give up. Don't give up. There are a thousand diets. There's physical therapy. There's natural remedies. There's all kinds of stuff that may not be able to heal you, but you can have a better life. Quality of life is what's important. It's like the old saying, you know, it doesn't matter how many years are in your life. It's how many, how much life is in your years. So are you putting life in your years? Are you caught in between your acceptance and action? Are you doing self-care? Are you eliminating your stress? I just want to encourage everyone to really try their hardest to do one thing that you enjoy every single day. Just one thing. And just see how much that it impacts your life. You know, even if it's just a little thing. Putting on, putting on makeup makes me feel better. Just not, And I don't know why. Maybe it's a little southern belle in me. But do one thing a day that makes you smile. Talk to somebody. Reach out to somebody. Do something that makes you smile because that's what this life is about. You know, it doesn't matter how many cars that you have and it doesn't matter how many, you know, accolades that you have, how many awards you win. At the end of the day, what matters is how you treated other people and the life experiences that you gained. So I don't want anybody in this community to sit here and feel like you're not enough or you're not good or you're not anything like that because you're sick. Because I know as a chronically ill person, those things go in your head because you scroll on Facebook and you see the person that had the newborn baby and you know you're, you, you struggle with infertility and you see the person that just graduated and you know that you can't go back to school. You see the person that just got the promotion. You see the person that just bought the house. You see that. And you're happy for them, but in your heart, you think, when's my turn? Where's my day? When, when's mine coming? You know, it's, it's a natural human emotion to compare yourself to others. And let me just tell you that you're in your own race. You're in your own lane. And your life cannot be compared to others because you don't walk in the same path. You might not even be in the same forest as somebody else. 
But that doesn't mean that your life isn't worth it. And that doesn't mean that you can't do things that you want to do. So that's my advice on finding a new normal. Um, I hope that everybody got something from this. And again, my name is Winslow E. Dixon. You can reach me at my website, which is winslowedixon.wordpress.com. So I wish everyone hope, healing, and comfort. And if you have any questions, feel free to um, post them on the comments or send the page a message. So wishing you guys well. Thank you for tuning in.